I want to call your attention to verse 3. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, Scared Straight. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Your words, my mouth. Use me to be a blessing to your people. Let your word go forth with power and clarity. In Jesus' name, amen. God knows how to get our attention. God knows how to get our attention. God knows how to get our attention. What gets your attention may not get my attention. What gets my attention may not get your attention. But the God of heaven, who made us fearfully and wonderfully and in his own image, knows how to get our attention. Whether God uses a burden, a breakthrough, or a blessing, God knows how to get our attention. Whether God uses a trial, a test, or a triumph, God knows how to get our attention. Whether God uses failure, a foe, or a friend. God knows how to get our attention. Whether God uses a miracle, a mess, or a misfortune, God knows how to get our attention. Whether God uses rejection, Revival or a reunion. God knows, watch chapel, how to get our attention. According to this familiar New Testament text, God is getting the attention of a man by the name of Saul. For those of us who know the Bible in general and the New Testament in particular, we know that Saul becomes the Apostle Paul who writes more than two-thirds of the New Testament. But now Saul has yet to become who he will become. 
Saul is not yet Paul, but Saul rather is a misguided spiritual leader who is seeking to arrest and incarcerate followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Saul is traveling on the Damascus Road to both arrest and incarcerate Christians. Saul, according to Acts chapter 9, Watch Chapel, has a scared, straight experience. God Almighty gets Saul's attention in a dramatic, colorful, and theatrical way. Saul has received permission from the governor to arrest and incarcerate Christians. Yet, as Saul is traveling on the Damascus Road, the text says a voice from heaven arrests his attention by calling out his whole government name. Saul's name is called the men who are walking with him here a heavenly voice, but don't know where the voice is coming from. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And Saul doesn't know where the voice is coming from, but the voice of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, convicts Saul because Saul is persecuting the body of Christ called church. And God, Watch Chapel, is using this scared, straight experience to get Saul's attention. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? I don't know who I'm preaching to on this Lord's Day morning, but how many of us have ever had an experience where God got our attention? may not have been a heavenly voice from heaven, but it might have been the voice of a preacher pastor on Sunday morning. Might have been an experience where the apple cart of your life was turned upside down. Might have been an experience where you experienced some supernatural theophonic experience where you knew that God was real. God has a way of getting our attention. And if I'm preaching to the real saints on this Lord's Day morning, there's somebody who can testify when God got your attention, that was the best thing that happened in your life. Can I preach on this Sunday morning? You and I were on autopilot, ignoring God, but God had a way of arresting our attention. We weren't thinking about God, but God did something to get our attention. God was on the back burner of our lives, but God did something to get our attention. As we look back over the journey of our lives, sometimes God getting our attention, and let me preach this like I'm really feeling it this Sunday morning. It's not just a one-time experience where God gets our attention. God might get your attention in 94, but that ain't the last time you're going to hear from God. God is going to keep getting your attention because God, help me preach this, is not done with any of us yet. As God keeps shaping, making, and molding us,
us to become who he wants us to be. God will keep speaking. God will keep revealing. God will keep communicating for the purpose of getting our attention so we can become who God wants us to become, do what God wants us to do, and ultimately say yes to Almighty God. Had Saul not had this scared, straight experience, Saul might have kept ignoring Almighty God. But having had this scared, straight experience, watch chapel, Saul now responds to God by saying yes. Scared straight experiences take place, watch chapel, so we might say yes to God. I don't know what God is calling you to say yes to, but God will get our attention for the purpose of you and I yielding, surrendering our will to God's will, so we might say yes to the will and way of Almighty God. And when God calls Watch Chapel, we ought not resist, we ought not rebel, we ought not be reluctant, but we ought to say yes to God. I don't know what God is calling you to do on this Lord's Day morning, but God is calling and seeking to get our undivided attention so we might say yes to Almighty God. God might be calling somebody to let him renew your mind or reconcile with somebody you are estranged, and God wants you and I to say yes. God might be calling you to grow in your walk with God in ways you have never grown before, and God wants us to say yes. God might be calling you not just to come to worship on Sunday morning, but to truly worship and praise God in spirit and in truth in ways we never have, and God wants us to say yes. God is calling somebody to put God first and follow God without distraction or hindrance, and God wants us to say yes. God is calling somebody to accept Christ as your Savior, admit you're a sinner, believe Christ, and confess him as Savior of your life, or unite with Watch Chapel Church on this Lord's Day morning, and God is calling you and I to say yes. Having had this scared, straight experience, Paul Saul rather says yes to God. What is God calling you and I to say yes to in life? Saul says yes, having been blinded for three days on a horse. Somebody has to walk him to street, straight street in the city of Damascus where he's been scared straight. Come on, help me preach this. Scared straight experience. What happens when we're scared straight? We're scared straight, watch chapel, we experience conviction from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me preach this, Watch Chapel, is not in the business of condemnation. The devil condemns, but the Holy Ghost convicts. 
Holy Ghost challenges us to become who God wants us to become. The devil is in the business of condemnation, selling us who we ain't, what we ain't going to do, what we can't become, how there's no hope for us in life. But the Holy Ghost, help me preach this, is in the business of conviction. Holy Spirit is convicting Saul because Saul has been outside the will of God. Saul, hear me, watch chapel, is sincere but misguided. Saul genuinely, authentically believes he is doing the will of Almighty God. He thinks he's doing the right thing by arresting and incarcerating believers. But it takes this experience on the Damascus Road where Saul is arrested by the attention of Almighty God, blinded for three days, three nights, spends time in the house of justice on Straight Street where he is fasting and praying to Almighty God. God has his attention because God has convicted Saul concerning his wrongdoing. And sometimes what you and I need is just good old-fashioned conviction from the Holy Ghost. Can I preach this? Conviction for not doing our best. Conviction for not living up to our potential. Conviction for not doing everything that God has called us to do. Conviction for not being a nine where God has given us nine potential. Conviction for not doing or saying or responding the way God has called us to do. God is in the business of conviction. When you know better, you ought to do better. Now Saul is in the business of being convicted by the Holy Spirit because God has had allowed him to have this scared straight experience for the purpose of conviction. Not just conviction. But when we're scared straight, we're not just convicted. When we're scared straight, we become committed to the cause of Christ. Conviction is not for the purpose of just making us feel bad or less than. Conviction is for the purpose, can I preach this, watch chapel, of seeking to make us who God wants us to be. And this scared straight experience happens in the life of Saul, so Saul might let old stuff go and pick up a new agenda in life. Saul is on the wrong team. I'm not going to talk about anybody's team on this Lord's Day morning. Amen, because I, I don't have room to talk this season. We done lost some games we shouldn't have lost. Dropped seven balls, two touchdowns. Amen. Help me preach this sun, Sunday morning. Saul now blinded the house of justice on straight street now has a new agenda in life. Earlier he got permission from the governor to get permission to arrest and incarcerate Christians who were just following the Lord Jesus Christ. And Saul thought he was doing the right thing but now Jesus Christ, Savior from above, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, 
says, why are you persecuting me? Saul thinks he's just persecuting other Christians, but Jesus says, if you persecute them, you are also persecuting me. If you hurt people made in my image, you are hurting me. If you hurt people that name and claim me, you are hurting me. If you're hurting them, you are also hurting me. There is no bifurcation. There is no separation. If you're hurting them, you are hurting me. And having had this scared straight experience, Saul is convicted by the Holy Spirit but Saul now is committed to the cause of Christ. And watch, Chapel, when we have a scared straight experience, we ought to have a greater commitment to the cause of Christ. Not the cause of self, not the cause of any organization, not the cause of our fraternity or sorority, not the cause of any charitable organization, but we ought to be more committed to Christ than we are committed to the cause of any organization. Can I preach this? We ought to be more committed to the cause of Christ than we are committed to mama, daddy, big mama, papa. There ought to be nothing in our life that supersedes our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody says, preacher, that don't make sense because I, I'm a daddy, I'm a mama, I got to take care of my children, I'm a spouse, I'm, I'm, I'm the responsible oldest child in the family, I got to look after them, and, 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 and if it ain't for me, it ain't going to get done. Let me help somebody without God on our side. Can I preach this? Without God being God, without God blessing, without God keeping, without God giving us who he's given us as spouses, siblings, mama, daddy, we wouldn't have the wherewithal to do what we do. Can I preach this? So when it comes to priorities, we ought to put God first. And let me not be vague and ambiguous and say God, because sometimes we get that confused. We ought to put Jesus first. And when you put Jesus first, somebody knows he'll take care of everything else. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these other things shall be added unto you. Do I have a witness in here on this Sunday morning? If you put God first in your life, he'll take care of your mama and your daddy. If you put God first, he'll take care of your children. He'll take care of your play cousins. He'll take care of you. When you put God first, he'll take care of the people you thought you were designed to take care of because God can take care of you and them at the same time. God can take care of you and your siblings at the same time. And if the truth be known, God can do a better job taking care of us than we take care of ourselves. God knows the beginning from the end. He's Alpha and Omega. He was here. He's going to be here. He's a healer, protector, provider. He's everything we need and some. Well, I'm scared straight. I ought to be more committed to the cause of Christ. Saul is committed to the wrong cause. Saul has it twisted. 
He thinks he's doing God a favor by arresting and incarcerating Christians. But now, having had this scared straight experience, Saul is clear, commissioned, and consecrated concerning the cause of Christ. God is calling Saul to be a preacher to the Gentiles and to make Christ known. Can I make this plain? I said God is calling Christ, God is calling Saul to make Christ known. And our job as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ is to know Christ and to make Christ known. Not just to make them known. You can't teach what you don't know. Can I preach this? You can't give what you don't have. Our job is to know him and to make him known. So when you go to work on tomorrow morning, you ought to know him and make him known. Wherever you interact and interface, you ought to know him and make him known. Wherever you go and who you interact with, they ought to see the Jesus in you and the Jesus in me. Can I preach this to bless somebody? When you go to homecoming, you ought to make Christ known. People ought to see the Holy Ghost in you. They ought to see the light of the world in you. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine everywhere I go. We sang it in Sunday school, but it's still real. Everywhere I go, I'm going to let it shine. I'm going I'm gonna let it shine. If I go to work, I'm gonna let it shine. When I go home, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. We have a scared straight experience. It's for the purpose of conviction, for the purpose of challenging us to be committed to the cause of Christ. We have a scared straight experience. It's a celebration of the power of God. Scared straight experiences. And I'm a child of the 70s. Child of the early 80s. I remember the real scared straight. I'm not talking about the sanitized version. Amen. Can I preach this? The scared straight where I, amen, praise be to God. I said, I ain't never doing anything that's going to make me go to the bullpen. Some of y'all know what I'm, y'all know what the bullpen is. Be a good little church boy. Get my lesson. Y'all ain't talking to me. Because there's some places I don't want to go. Big joker talking about you going to to use your toothbrush. Real scared straight. The most hard-headed, thugged out, adolescents and teenagers go to a maximum security facility where the guards 
Let them get exposed to what it really means to be incarcerated. Not a minimum security, not medium, but maximum. Come on, talk to me. Y'all remember? Big joker. Look you in the eyes. Amen. I'll let y'all recall. And having had those experiences, come on, talk to me. The people that had those experiences came out and said, Mama, Daddy, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. You tell me to clean my room at 7, I'm going to clean it at 6. You tell me to get a 3.0, I'm going to get a 4.0. If you tell me to go to work, I'm going to say, how long do you want me to work? Because having had this experience, I'm changed. I'm going to do right. I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to be mannerable. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to be a law-abiding, upstanding citizen because this what I don't want in my life. Come on, I'm going somewhere, y'all. Y'all think I'm just cracking jokes, kicking down memory lane of 75, 80, 85. No, but I, when we look at this text in Acts chapter 9, it's not talking about a bullpen experience in a maximum security. When we have a scared straight experience, we are convicted by the Holy Ghost. We are committed to the cause of Christ, but it's also a celebration of the power of Almighty God. You remember where Saul started in Acts chapter 7 where a Holy Ghost spirit-filled preacher by the name of Stephen had the audacity to stand and tell the world about the goodness of Jesus Christ. Saul was there in the presence. He was not throwing rocks, but he was holding their coats, Reverend Daniel, so they could throw the rocks. This was our introduction to Saul in Acts chapter 7. But then we make our way to Acts chapter 9, where Saul is getting permission from the authorities in Wake County, y'all ain't talking to me, to make his way throughout the triangle, to make his way to Watch Chapel, make his way to Upper Room, make his way to every church union in Durham make his way to every church to arrest and incarcerate Christians for the cause of Christ. And here, Ananias, who is a follower of the Lord Jesus, who's been called and commissioned to lay hands on Saul, says, are you sure you're calling me? to lay hands on this joker, this rascal. This was the one who has been authority. He's been a menace to society. Are you sure you're calling me? And God from heaven just said, no, I know what I'm doing. God, I don't want you to cancel him. I don't want you to participate in a cancel culture. I don't want you to give up on him. Though he started out one way, it's going to be a celebration of my power and what God can do. See, a scared straight experience is a celebration of the power of Almighty God. This is the same Saul who becomes the author of two-thirds of the New Testament. Saul doesn't say crooked, doesn't stay a rascal, but when God gets a hold of him, help me preach now, God picks him up. 
turns him around and points him in a new direction. And whenever we have a scared straight experience, watch chapel, it's a celebration of the power of Almighty God. Somebody didn't think you would be in church on a Sunday morning, but look at what God has been doing in your life. You know your story better than I know your story. You didn't think you'd be a preacher, didn't think you'd be a choir member, didn't think you'd be a devoted deacon, didn't you think you'd be a trustworthy trustee, didn't think you'd be praising God, didn't think you'd be serving in the church, but look at God. God can turn you around. I said, God can change your life. Do I have any witnesses in here? Has anybody ever seen God do the wondrous, do the amazing, not just in them, but in you? Used to cuss like a sailor, but now you don't cuss no more. Used to go out every Friday, Thursday, Saturday night, drink folk under the table, but now you're drug free. Do I have a witness in here? Has anybody been changed? Not the power of Howard or Hampton. Not the power of Winston or Fayetteville State. Not the power of Shaw or St. Aug. But the power of God. Do I have anybody celebrating? Thank God I ain't, I ain't what I should be. But thank God I ain't what I used to be. Oh, what a change has been wrought over me since Jesus came into my life. I feel like hollering one time. Anybody celebrating that you ain't who you used to be? I ain't what I ought to be, but praise God, I ain't who I used to be. My mind is made up, got joy in my heart, got clapping in my hands, got steel in my spine. Celebrating. I'm praising God. I'm lifting holy hands. Cause he changed me. Is he changing you? Thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. 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 I said hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Celebrate how God is changing you. Can I, can I bless somebody? Sometimes we look at how far we got to go. But I've learned to celebrate how God is changing me. This ain't the same Saul. He's changed. And we ought to celebrate the changes God makes in our lives. Scared straight experience, conviction, commitment to the cause of Christ, but it's a celebration of the power of God. Don't give up on that son or daughter. God can change them. Don't give up on them. God can change them.
God can draw them. God is using you and I to be an Ananias. Maybe that's why you're here. I'm already saying, no, you're going to be an Ananias in their life. Joker, get on my nerves. I done raised them better. Talk. No, you Ananias today. And if you're a sister, you Anania. You're the person God wants to use to get them closer to God. There may be somebody this morning, God is calling you to say yes to salvation. Say yes to church membership. You're here. I want you to walk down the aisle. Come from wherever you are, my sister, my brother. God is calling you to say yes. May not have been a dramatic or theatrical, scared straight experience. You didn't hear voices coming from heaven, but somebody invited you to church. God is using somebody to draw you into a relationship with God. And you're here today in person, virtual, because you need to accept Jesus. You're saved, but you don't have a church home. I want you to come, my sister, my brother, to Unite With Watch Chapel on this Lord's Day morning. Who am I talking to on this, Lord? You've been a regular, faithful visitor. You've been visiting since the pandemic. <laughs> come on, sister. Come on, brother. You've been visiting since this series started. Ask your neighbor to your right or to your left. Do you want to join Watch Chapel today? Tell them I'll walk with you. Y'all may be two visitors together. You can walk together. Is there one this morning? My sister, my brother, you want to accept Jesus? You want to unite with Watch Chapel? You're here. Today is the day for somebody to say yes. Yes to salvation. Yes to church membership. I want to pray over somebody who has been resisting what God has been telling you to do. God's been telling you to do something, but you and I have been resisting it. I don't know what it is. It doesn't have to be always major. It might be an apology that's going to lead to reconciliation. Come on, talk, Pastor. Might be the beginning of a new holy habit in your life, but you've been putting it off. Lord, I come in Jesus' name praying for every member of Watch Chapel, every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, every man and woman who is watching virtually. I pray now for the spirit of obedience to motivate us to live for you and your glory. Forgive us for disobedience, rebellion, reluctance, delaying what you've called us to do and be. Be it an apology, be it a new holy habit, 
It might be forgiveness. It might be letting something go. It might be letting a grudge go. Lord, I pray for the spirit of obedience in all of our lives so we might have conviction by the Holy Ghost, increase our commitment to the cause of Christ, and celebrate your power in our lives. Strengthen, touch, and bless in Jesus' name. People of God said amen. 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 Is there anybody who wants to give your life to Christ, who wants to unite with Watch Chapel? Amen, Watch Chapel. We'll see everybody on tomorrow evening for Freedom Through Christ. We see you on Wednesday evening, Awana Bible Study, Trunk or Treat on Friday night, Saturday afternoon for Meet the Pastor, 2 to 4. Don't forget next Sunday, wear your jeans and your jersey. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The people of God said amen. 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 amen.